This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to The Blathering. I'm Ken Napsuck. Uh, happy to be here with all of you. Uh, yeah, so, okay. Um, I was gonna, I, I was angry over the weekend. I was really angry over the weekend. I actually was angry from last week on. And I, I'm really trying harder. I think it's, it's funny when people are angry, right? There's a lot of angry comics I like, uh, a lot of angry podcasters. Uh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can do that. I've been angry. I think you got to get angry about the right things. And I, I, have this, I have this ongoing struggle with the industry technically I'm in, the industry I technically used to be in a little bit more, this digital media, movie news, movie review uh, space. I don't actually, honestly, don't consider Force Center a part of that, at least not anymore. We cover the news, we review things from a certain point of view, but really we're discussing things. We're discussing the art of what it means to us. We're celebrating uh, being a fan of something, and that's slightly different to me. But that just might be, be me being rather pretentious. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe that's why it's pretentious, because I don't think so. Anyways, point being, I had an absolute blast going to the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premiere. Last week, I've, this is only the third like, movie premiere I, I've been to. A lot of friends I, I know get to go all the time, and, and, and they're fun, and they're work. I don't want anyone to think they're not, if you're in this kind of world. They're a show. They're a show of shows. No one's handing out checks for you to write positive reviews. That's, that's an absolute crock of shit. Uh, that came, someone else, someone, someone I work with, uh, I don't know, mentioned it. Like, oh, people getting paid for reviews. I still would love the receipts on that. Please, show me who is. Uh, show me who has received actual money for positive reviews. Goods and services, I know it seems like it. I know it seems like it, but that's not what I'm talking about. And that's not what really you mean. Anyway, side note, see, get angry. God, so many dumb people in the industry I work in. Vapid, dull people. And I had to be around them for this premiere, which again, a blessing because uh, it was a lot of fun. No spoilers again, no spoilers. I love Dial of Destiny. I already tweeted that out. Uh, you all, I uh, hope, will enjoy it. And some of you won't. And, and guess what? That's fine. I just beg of you, from the bottom of my heart, and it's it's a not a deep heart. It's the shallow end, right? My, my te- tippy toes are touching the ground in my heart. But I, I, I'm begging you from the bottom of that heart, that cholesterol, probably clogged heart, to engage with the movie. Engage with the message. Engage with what it's trying to see, say and what you're seeing on the screen. For the love of God, do that. I think it's a real deep movie. I think all of the Indiana Jones movies is real deep themes going through it, as well as being whiz-bang pulp adventure. And if you like this stuff, if you're there for it, and you're excited, and you own a fedora in your closet, or you have fond memories of Indiana Jones and his adventures, go into it with not just an open heart, Go into it wanting to be there and not wanting to own the art, not wanting to tear it, tear it down. The nice thing is a lot of you are, are not going to then rush to your podcasts or your reaction channels or your fresh out of the theater 
Instagram stories. You're not going to do that. And if you do that, some of you do have your own channels to listen to me. God bless you. But when you're opening up your mouth on those things, think about what you're saying. Digest what you've watched. Give yourself at least a GD second to take it all in before uh, you, you you spread any thoughts in the world. And by the way, I, 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 this movie's I'm solid. I loved it. Really loved it. You know? And and I don't think it needs to be defended too too much. And again, so you know, if you want to look at it as from a directorial point of view, or sure, I still believe there's a space for actual critics, the Eberts of the world. I've said that time and time again, right? I, I totally believe that. We don't have a world full of those right now, and ninety percent of the people that I have to rub shoulders with, I just think are vapid and dull. And they're just they're just trying to get it out there. Uh, the ratings, the thumbs up, the thumb down. It is all the zero-sum competition, best movie, worst movie, and all that kind of shit. And and I found myself, I came out, of, I had a great time. Mark Ellison, I was Mark Ellison's date. We're just, we're just sweet together. And and uh, we didn't have after-party access, which I got to tell you, eh, bummer. You know, George is there, Harrison. Yeah, that would have been great. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, in the years past, when I was there at the Last Jedi premiere and the solo premiere, great memories of, of going to the after parties. I stood three feet from Amelia Clark and was asked to, to at least stand four feet and, and you know, waited in line behind Lawrence Kasdan for tri-tip. I mean, come on. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and a lot of people I know got to go and God bless them. But we didn't have access this year. And we didn't have some friends of ours around who were good at getting access. And so we kind of looked at each other and went, like, we're good. We're good. Let's go to the comedy store. Just drink alone in a corner and talk to comics. Uh, and we, that's what we did. And we had a great time. So anyways, I stewed on it. This is why I think I'm glad I don't, don't do like a daily blathering. Because then I would have become a, a victim of my, of my own anger, I guess. Or, or, or a hypocrite, quite frankly, of, of just reacting Here's my fresh out of the movie premiere reaction on the people I have to meet when I go to these things. Um, and by the way, again, I, I'm holding 10 to 15 percent people who put thought, who do their jobs, do their jobs as critics. And if they don't like movies, they don't like them. Um, I just I look for key words. I look for things, uh, you know, you know, you come out of it and go, well, why did this happen? And it's like a two second blip of a beat that has an answer. But you're just like you just you're stuck on that. When the movie's dealing with some deep themes that, that if you're open to it, could affect your life. I cried in Dial of Destiny. Cried. There's a real, um, real uh, kind of emotional point, and then and there's some other stuff. Because, you know, it's also the uh, the end of the movie uh, series as we know it. Um, as we know it. It could be different, you know? Who knows? Uh, down the line. Anyways. So I thought about it over the weekend. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not even name names again. I, I'm, I'm getting to that point again. And you've heard me, if you listen for a while, I get to this point a lot. Then I thought, it, 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 what does that solve? Uh, then that makes me as vapid and dull as, as anyone I'm slinging arrows at. Um, but I needed to purge it. I need to get it out there. And I need to say strongly to any of you who have your tickets for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Have your ticket for any movie. Um, treat it as something that has a message. Meet it at that point. Find out. Wrestle with it. Maybe you immediately love it, but find out what it means. Find out what it's saying. Find out what it means to you. Just process it. And don't race to some sort of manufactured finish line. 
to get your take out there. That's all I ask. And, and this this is why I, I, I and, and like, even some friends of mine, they, it's not that they, they listen to me. And I, I think they don't, they want to roll their eyes, but they love me enough to, to listen. But I don't think I can get the point across. Why this stuff matters. Why pop culture is modern myth and art matters. And again, it is not all great. I haven't seen the Flash movie. It mixed things, whatever. If you enjoyed it, great. Didn't, didn't, great. But find out what it's saying. Find out what's going on in there. But in the race to get that out there, it, 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 it translates to the real world. It absolutely translates to outside the walls of movie talk or TV discussions. Case in point, you know, what I mean by what, it, what it's the same thing is we don't take a second because we don't have to take a second to process everything that we are battered with daily. We all, again, this is not new for me. It's not new for me. We all have a voice. We'll have access to a platform. I do not think that's inherently a bad thing. More people having a chance to tell their story is a great thing, I would say. It can be a world changer. But the, the race to get out there, the race to get out there with your snark, the race to get out there with your finger wagon, and I finger wag every now and then myself too, of course, because I'm human and I'm not perfect. Yet, I'm trying to be. This, this ocean gate thing, this, this submarine thing that at the time of this recording, I don't, we, by the time this is released to the public, we might have a, a tragic uh, end to the story. I think we all can assume that it's a tragic end already. Um, we don't know. Hopes and dots and prayers and all the nice things you can say. But uh, for those you know, not familiar, there's this, this company that has this submarine that kind of uh, looks like it was constructed in a garage somewhere with a, a dream and an idea and so a hammer. And uh, it costs a lot. It's uh, like 250000 a ticket. About four or five years can go down to the wreck of the Titanic, which I don't know if you've seen that movie, um, uh, but it, it's pretty deep, Right. Like, the military's like, yeah, no thanks, we really can't go down there. We shouldn't be down there. Um, as everyone knows, it was discovered kind of by accident in 1985. Um, it's fascinating. I, I, I'm fascinated with the history of the Titanic. I like that movie, too. Uh, I think James Cameron did a great job of taking real-world history and, and, and bending a story around it as, as best he could and to, to the way he wanted uh, so I'm fascinated with the history. Um, you know, given the chance if I had the money and I and I could go down there, would I go down there? No. Uh, no, I wouldn't for a lot of reasons. Some of them are just a basic fear of water. Fear of the ocean. Fear of whatever the fuck's down there in that ocean. But these five souls went down. Um, something's gone wrong. We can't find them. Uh, even if they get to the surface, they can't open themselves up or get themselves out of this sub. The, the, the hatch is bolted from the outside. And yeah, I agree. You look at it. This is makes me think of the Saturday Night Live commercial parody years ago, you know, Bad Idea Jeans. Um, I'm sorry to the Utes in the crowd. Uh, it's an old reference, but um, it has that vibe. I totally get it. Totally get it. And um, a lot of people are using this opportunity to attack the rich, 
to attack the bored billionaires, trying to create these new frontiers. Uh, and I understand that too. I have a stand-up joke referencing, I don't say it often, but I reference uh, Bezos and, and, and all the, the folks heading up to, to space in their man-made home. Well, they're all man-made uh, rocket ships. Well, you know, some would say some of the rocket ships are alien-made, right? Um, and, 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 you know, and, and it's, it's okay to make them the target. They can take it. Right, they could take it. They could they could afford to take the, being the target of the bored billionaire kind of meme, um, and you know I agree with it. I, I think here's here's the thing: if you're a billionaire, if you're listening to me right now and you're a billionaire, number one, I will give you my my Zelle account number. Two, um, you could do both: go to the moon, go to the ocean floor, and feed the homeless. I think you can do both. Right, do it, do it. But man, there's five people down there at the time of this recording and, 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 and it's it's claustrophobia uh, mania and it's not good and it's horrific and there's a news story going around and a reporter went through and looked at the sub and it you know it, again I, i'm not even saying that it's a joke it, it looks like it you know some guy on a weekend or on, on about five weekends was like i'm gonna build a submarine it's like it's almost like the chris elliott builds a submarine in his uh, bathroom from get a life it's it's it, i get it but at one point, you know, there's something, he pulls out a a, a, a Logitech video game controller, like, an, you know, if, if you can't afford the PlayStation 1, you get a Logitech 1. And everyone, everyone's making fun of it. TikTok videos. And, and I don't know the ins and outs of submarines or underwater drones or drones of any kind. I don't. Um, but, it, yeah, I raised, uh, that raised an eyebrow for me. Okay. But instead of going to Twitter and going to Instagram Live or going to TikTok and going to this this podcast and making a joke about it, um, I just, you know, I don't know, sat there and took in the information. And within seconds, again, because people have a voice, and I think that's inherently a good thing, you had a lot of actual submarine experts, actual military personnel, actual people with experience in this field saying, yeah, yeah, you know, of all the things you, about this um, tragic case the controller is actually normal including people linking back to articles in which the u.s military is ditching thirty thousand dollar control devices for thirty dollar xbox uh controllers um and i didn't know that i didn't know that but this is my point it's a long-winded point we all have the ability to rush out and scream to the world our thoughts we all have the ability to see something, to get online and make fun of it, to bash it, to own it, to separate ourselves from it. This is what they, people do about movies. This is what people do about the art that affects us. This is what people do about things that other people take joy or inspiration or support from. And in this case, they're trying to own and I think separate themselves emotionally from this horrific story by focusing on a bit of information they don't fully know. And that's the connection to me. And that translates into politics. That translates into social issues. We all just want to get our own ideas out there. We don't stop and actually find out what's going on. You know? And that leads to uh, a lot of misinformation, a lot of bad takes that fester and grow into dangerous takes. Yes, we're looking at you, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So, 
from Indiana Jones to a submarine that's probably never going to be found. That's it's it's and I tell this stuff to friends or on fire pits or at offices and everyone kind of stares at me and they just want to pat me on the head and say, good luck with that. Um, so I understand it. And I've said this before. I, I, I said this before and I said this last night hanging out with a friend. I believe I've lost my sense of humor to a certain degree. I, I've lost my sense of humor and I'm struggling to find out. It's a weird thing to say as a comic, by the way, uh, this weekend, big show at Flappers, Jake Lewis and friends, come on out. I'm trying, I'm trying to find my humor again because I just, it's not that there's the world so serious and I don't want to laugh. It's quite the opposite. I want to bring laughter to it. But what I'm finding, what I'm finding is that it is uh, along the way we have, we have attached humor to uh, anger, humor to fighting the powers that be, uh, humor to punching up, which I, I, I believe is correct. But that is um, all that. Is correct, and all that makes for great uh, humor and great jokes and great bits and great shows and all that stuff. But I have found that I, I have made a concerted effort to not base my humor in attack on uh, anyone below me, uh, anyone on the same plane with me. We can punch up because, again, billionaires can afford it. But punching up is about analyzing the world we live in. That's, it's not just hacking on the billionaires or hacking on the government. It's finding out a little bit more about this world that we live in. Analyzing why, why these systems are here, these systems of power, these societies that we roam around in. That to me, and I'm not a comedian, uh, a comedy expert here, a comedy theory expert, but that's to me when I, when I, when I hear, hear the punch up thing. It's not just making fun of the rich or eat the rich. It, it, it's, you know, we're all, we're all down here. So what's going on up there? But in the last couple of years, uh, with COVID and uh, vaccines, a lot of comics have found themselves suddenly on the side of anti-vaxxers, uh, MAGA, the alt-right, and I don't even think they are themselves, but they have found themselves, and I'm trying to make everyone laugh, and we're all punching up, and, 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 and these scientists are above us, and these government officials are above us, and what has happened is, is, is uh, they've contributed to this... Um, Growing, um, not only misinformation, but misunderstanding of what's actually going on. And this is why I think it affects that down below. So by punching up on things like uh, vaccines, um, you are actually, I think, in the end, kicking down. Um, and, and in trying to navigate these waters as a performer, I've decided, well, what if I focus on what I love? Because that can work as a podcaster. That's what works for me as a Star Wars fan. I love the things I love in there, so let's talk about that. Because I'm not a critic. Um, I, I don't have to review everything, whether I like it or not. Um, I don't have to focus on things in Star Wars shows or movies that maybe didn't work for me or what is, didn't look as good as other things. I focus on things I love because I'm not a critic. That's not my job. But as a comic, I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to uh, make people laugh on the joys we all get to experience, right? And I've seen that work for the comics. It does work. But I am, I am finding the struggle is a lot of the audiences don't want to follow me on that journey. And then I am so, it, it just, it's, it's, it's in, in my soul that that's not how you approach it. So therefore, I don't think they're buying what I'm saying, anyways. So I'm saying I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the part of the failure. Um, and 
so I'm on, I'm in, in a weird spot right now where I'm like, all right, have I just then lost my sense of humor? Um, the ability to attack, the ability to make people laugh. Laughter does come from surprise. That's just a, a basic way to construct a joke or a bit or just to be out there entertaining in the world or at your office or at your uh, din- dining room table. Surprise fuels laughter. But I'm trying to find can joy fuel laughter. Can we still um, use joy as a basis while we still confess things? Uh, while we still uh, find our truths through comedy, but have it be based on things we love or things we do and things we enjoy versus things we hate, things we don't understand, things we fight. And that's why a lot of times the... the the blathering is an interesting uh, experiment for me. I, I This started out of me going to my Patreon page and just wanting to talk, quite frankly, about the industry I'm stuck in. <laughs> but then it, you know, it quickly moved to some of the issues of the day. Uh, the, the reversal, the overturn of Roe v. Wade made me very angry. And, 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 and that Patreon ep- only episode was rattled the walls. And again, it, when anger is justified, go with anger. To be angry is to be natural. Uh, is something Padme was trying to get across to Anakin, um, that it's okay to have those kind of emotions, to live in those emotions. So I'm okay where I am as a human. Just not okay where I am as an entertainer. And I'm trying to, because I don't want to go. I'm not, I don't want to pack up my bags and go. And I'm having some good sets. Things are all right. But um, it's not even about the comedy. It's about what I want to put out there in the world. It's still an ongoing thing. It's still an ongoing going journey. Um, I don't know if that can directly connect to anything out there you got you all got going on. Um, I think we all have a tendency if you're hanging around the break room or you're hanging out with your friends, we have that tendency to complain, right? Uh, Ted's not here, right? Yeah, uh, Ted in here. It's Ted do that stupid thing the other day. Why does Ted do that? Then Ted shows up and Bill leaves. And then you turn to Ted and go, hey, Bill, tie his shoelaces weird to you. Yeah, it's just, that could be the nature of us all. And I am not only guilty of that, I'm guilty of monetizing that. And as I try to continue to evolve myself, it's it's like, how, how, how can I deconnect, uh, pull apart those wires I say deconnect, disconnect. Deconnect sounds like it'd almost be right. I love when I just make up words. I'm enjoying that. But I'm I'm trying to rewire my brain. It's still an ongoing project. You know, and when you're around somebody or around a group of friends and uh, Ted ain't there, talk about why you miss Ted. Talk about what you like what Ted does. Have laughs about that. We all do silly, stupid things. But don't approach it with anger, frustration. I fail at it daily. So don't follow my lead. I'm just asking if that's anything that can be helpful, right? Hmm. I don't know if we're going to have updates on aliens. We might stick around to the blathering. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The family, first of all, I swear to all that is holy, I really do want to launch a blathering aliens edition or a mysteries in the unexplained show, not in character. I, I want to just go through the stories and I want to go through other people, just analyze it. And I, I swear to God, I want to analyze this from the point of, yes, I acknowledge there is a stigma discussing this, this stuff. It's okay to wonder. I think it's okay to believe. It's okay to seek it out, maybe more than believe. But I do actually, pro I'm obsessed with this stuff. I'm not here to make fun of it. I mean, some of it. But I'm here to, I'm here to find it all, all out with you. I just think when you analyze themes in our own lives, you're, you're, you, you, when you really dig into why we do things and why we believe things and what we say, you'll find that more than that, the belief in the supernatural in terms of, of aliens and Bigfoots and ghosts and cryptids and all that stuff, it usually masks something. And I don't know, that's that could be a downer thing maybe, but I really believe that. And that's why I'm cynical about it, right? And again, I'm someone, you know, I'll, I'll pray to Jesus. And I know that's a big leap for other folks. And it causes a lot of people to be cynical there. I'm cynical about it at times, too. I'm questioning it at times, too. Uh, but it's still a thing I have. So I get it. And I want that to be clear. Because I think I, I think the last couple of weeks I've been, I've, I've been obsessed with some of the emerging alien stories. But they all, they all can be broken. I sound like the professor on Gilligan's Island. They all can be broken down. And that, that, that family in Vegas who, who made the 911 call of the, of the eight-foot-tall aliens in their backyard after the thing fell to earth, here's, here's, I, fought, I was watching more of it. I, oh, I should have brought it up and just played it here on the, on the episode today. And it's the Las Vegas News, uh, I think it's Channel 8 out there. That's where George Knapp is. George Knapp um, did not start out his career. He was just a normal news guy, um, field reporter, investigative reporter type. And he has been at the center of a lot of these things from Bob Lazar on to now George Knapp. And he's frequently on AM coast to coast, which by the way, I'll still check in on from time to time. I will still listen to it. And I do not listen to it with a smirk. Uh, 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 you know, these dumb people I'm fascinated about why, right? I think we all agree. Generally, I got to imagine all people listening to me probably do not think the earth is flat. Do I think it's fair to ask the question at one point in our history? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a problem with that. That's how we found out it's round. But that documentary, was it Beyond the Glass? Uh, that documentary on Netflix is about flat earthers is fascinating. Not because I'm chuckling at them. Not because I, I, I am making fun of them and think they're less than than me. I'm fascinated because these are people that go around not just believing it. This is their identity. This is there. And there's so much to it. And I want to find out why. Why? Maybe that is the comic. Why? 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 And so, yeah, I, I last 
couple weeks, I've been wanting to come back to this. If I acknowledge there is a stigma around the idea of I saw an alien uh, or saw something I can't explain and I want to talk about it. We should be able to talk about that more. Um, so if I've ever made, if this has been an unwelcome space for anyone to have those kind of things, I want to apologize for that. And to be clear, that leave, leave your comments. Like some of you have been leaving your comments here on YouTube or even on my Patreon page. I want to hear this stuff. This is the kind of stuff I want to launch a show about. Like the, a real search for aliens. Because um, I've, I've told my story in the 2000 era, 2001. I've seen something in the sky I couldn't explain about 2.33 in the morning What my job. Um, I, you know, I was a security guard on his lunch break eating fast food in a car. Uh, that's that talk about stigmas and, and he thought he saw an alien. I, pfft, I'm who am I going to tell? Right. But I've told that story before here. Cause I'm just a jackass and I don't mind sharing those guy type of things. I think it's fair to know to ask. Is the answer most likely military is the answer most likely, I don't know. Couldn't have been drones. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't some, again, I, I sound like the professor on Gilligan's Island. It wasn't a ghost Gilligan. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important to also acknowledge, I do think it's important to acknowledge when it ends up being just a, just a crock of shit. And that's where we're at, to, almost at, with the family in Vegas and this 911 call. Uh, George Knapp ran a story. Um, I don't have the beat sheet in front of me. My apologies. I never prepare for the show, you know. Um, this is also why you should not go on and debate anybody on a podcast for any, any kind of serious way. If it's live and this, I, you know, there's 50 things I could probably put in front of you uh, that I researched about this UFO in Vegas story. I remember zero of them right now. Um, that's just the nature of it. And I'm pretty good at my feet in front of microphones. Uh, it doesn't solve anything. You can't debate crazy, but this it, it's, it's, it's unraveled. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions in this family story. The one thing that's true is something was in the sky. The footage from the police body cam has been matched with ring footage in the area. Um, something fell. Something shot across the earth. We don't know where it landed. Uh, these people's backyard. We don't know. One of the things, one of the things is in an aerial view, because the Vegas, uh, uh, I think Metro police now or, or sheriffs, um, have put a camera in this family's backyard because they claim to be uh, afraid or worried. Fair enough. Resources uh, at use there. But in their, in their like backyard, there is like a, what they say, here's the shape, indention, something in the grass. This is where the craft was. This is it. And so, hot damn. All right. You, you got, you got, you got some sort of, uh, you know, place where they landed. You can prove it. Great. This is awesome. Thanks to Google Im image search, uh, we know that that indentation or that marking has been there well before the incident was was reported. So little things like that are happening. And I just think it's important to acknowledge when uh, you open up that crock pot and it's and it's just hooey in there. Um, that to me um, is important because it also explains the stigma. All right. Any 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 uh, any hoot nanny out there is going to be like, hey, let's prank call nine one one. But there's things that you do see or things that you don't understand, and and, and I think you got to separate the the chum from uh, the steak. I don't think chum and steak go together. I was trying. I was coming up to that, and I was like, what example? Wheat from the chaff, chaff from the wheat, chum. Chum's kind of pointless and for sharks, you know, whales. Um, steak. I like steak. I don't have it as much anymore. I had a great vegan meal tonight, but uh, 
Yeah, okay. I went with that. Poor, poor choice. So, yeah, look it up. It's an ongoing conversation we're having with the Blathering. I, I, don't, I don't mean to turn this into alien talk, but I do intend to launch another alien show here or supernatural show, an actual search for it. I'm game for it. Because I want to know. Because I, again, I think I, I experienced something just weird enough that I'm always going to listen. I'm always going to listen. At the end of the day, I still currently don't believe in aliens. Um, and we'll never really know. Maybe maybe we're racing towards it. But we're, we're going to find out when we find out. I don't know if I'm around for that. Right? I don't know if you die... And you go to wherever you think you go or wherever you want to go. For me, I still like the idea of heaven. Sounds solid. Uh, walking around with puppies and lions and elephants and, and uh, old relatives and um, being there. And then they hand you, I, I really think they hand you like a like an index card with some of these answers. Right? Unicorns. Uh, yes. Uh, they just didn't, we couldn't get them on the ark fast enough. Uh, Bigfoot. Surprisingly, no, no, not aliens. Absolutely not. Or aliens, check out Zing over there. Like, look at him. Hey, Zing Zing, how you doing? Yeah, all beans are welcome at this heaven. Like, you know, it's it's an inner uh, 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 galactic, uh, inner inner uh, galaxy uh, heaven here. We got them all here. I love that. That'd be wonderful. Maybe that's how we all find out. I don't know if we're meant to find out here right now. Could be. I don't know. So that's that's the update. Is it a boring update? I, I, I should have just played the story. God bless it. I'm just dumb. I should have just played the story. Because even George Knapp, because he's always now, I don't say always, that's not fair. I don't know that. But a lot of times, wherever Jeremy Corbell goes, uh, he's the guy behind the, the Bob Lazar doc. Uh, Knapp is working with him on stuff, and which is fine. I don't, I don't know this Jeremy Corbell guy from, from Adam, but... I, you know, he tells compelling stories. His passion, his commitment to it all um, works for me. You know, I watch Ghost Adventures with, with Grace all the time on Discovery Channel. I, I don't think they've ever discovered a ghost uh, or a demon or anything on that. But Zach Baggins' commitment to it, I want to hang out with the guy. I want to go search for ghosts with him. I, I'm here for it. So the Jeremy Corbell guy's got that. He's always kind of behind these stories. He's behind the whistleblower guy, which, you know, now, you know, that whistleblower uh, who says we've uh, got programs that has collected um, the, the, the alien craft, you know, apparently was in front of Congress five hours. This is wonderful. But, uh, you know, some of it, the information is not going to come out. Or I don't know. Uh, maybe we find out, but uh, people like Corbell and George Knapp, I, I, I want to know what drives them. I think it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, fascinating. This guy has been believing this stuff and saying he's been experiencing this stuff his whole life before he even stepped foot at 30 rock for Saturday Night Live. He'd already had these stories. He was 20 when he started Saturday Night Live. I'm fa- anytime Dan Aykroyd talks about tequila or aliens, I'm listening. Or ghosts, I'm listening. I want to figure it out. Um, but also when it's exposed or it's disproven, whatever particular cases, story, incidents, I think we should discuss that as well. I feel like I'm fair and balanced. I, we, what we need, vote for me. and We'll have fair and balanced alien discussions. That seems weird. Uh, 
a lot of times when I'm blathering, I want to try hard to really speak to y'all directly about what's really going on in my life. And hopefully you can connect with, connect with it and have some sort of inspiration. I'll tell you the only thing I'm passionate about right now. The only thing that this is why we're talking a lot about aliens. I am passionate about that to a certain degree or why we're talking about my anger at uh, movie reviewers uh, or, uh, you know, Xbox controllers and submarines. The only thing I care about right now is these little French yogurts I've been getting at the, at the store. And they're like a chain. They're like a not chain, but like a brand. They're not like some sp- from some village in France. They're like some chain. Um, they're like wee wee or something like that. It sounds like I'm making fun. Like wees or something is, you know, uh, sorry to be disrespectful, uh, Frenchies. I, I did it again. Um, we had them in Paris though. That's the thing. So we're at our hotel. We, um, oh, I just, I, sorry. I just kicked my table and the other microphone at my studio here started to shake. I knew I did that. I, I felt myself kick the, the table, but for a second I thought earthquake. And we haven't had like a measurable earthquake here. Knock on whatever the hell that is. We haven't had a measurable earthquake here uh, in a while. I'm getting nervous about that. You kind of, it's kind of in the back of your head. And I'm not talking about one that, you know, makes the news and destroys things. I'm talking about those ones that ever, everyone runs to Twitter and it's actually concerning. The ones that are like two point blips or even three point threes or something like that. It, it, nothing. And I know like it's like, you know, anyone out there who doesn't experience earthquakes regularly. Um, you might, um, let me just say like, it is like a 3.5. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, four points and five points, six points. Now we're talking, now we're talking, right? Uh, four points gonna, is absolutely going to tighten your sphincter. Like it's, 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 you're going to stop, uh, doing what you're doing when you feel that. Um, I thought it, so it was weird for, sorry. You should almost rewind that where you can look, where I look over like the mic is shaking when I just kicked him. When we were in Paris at our hotel, we had breakfast there every morning, which is weird because we thought, you know, we're in Paris. We're going to go out and get to go to some nice cafe and have some some breakfast, in the, uh, you know, at, at a cafe and little quaint little coffees with our fingers up and croissants. But, you know, I got to say the hotel, um, the hotel had a nice little breakfast option and it was easy and it was great. And the staff was wonderful. Uh, and, you know, why not? And so they had these little yogurts. And I thought in my dumb American brain, I was like, look at these yogurts exclusive to France. The French, what will they think of next? And I had these wonderful little yogurts. I was putting little blueberries in them, little fruit at the bottom. And they're, you know, they weren't, these ones weren't vegan, but the, the, you know, you're, you're in Paris. This is made with milk from the cow that lives literally next door. Then we travel back. And lo and behold, they're here. They're everywhere. I don't know. They showed up. Maybe we brought them back with us like ferrets or some sort of locusts. Like they just started to spring up uh, the moment we came back or maybe I finally seen it. Um, but they're fantastic. And it's the only thing I care about right now. Grace even is making fun of me. I go to the store, whip out my Target card with the, you know, um, interest uh, rates going higher. And I, just, I, I buy like 20 of them. It's the only thing I care about right now. I don't care about my job. I don't care about my podcast. I don't care about my stand-up. I don't care about anything. I, 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 I didn't even wear a beanie. I have a beanie next to I forgot. I was like, it's kind of hot. I, you're going to see kind of like my receding hairline. We're going to deal with it. Because the only thing I care about is these goddamn yogurts. And I think that's the lesson for today. Because I was just telling, uh, Grace had, has a lot of stuff going on in her life, and she's a little stressed. And, and uh, 
we went to lunch today and I was I said, you just, you just got to go home and you just got to not do anything for an hour. Take a nap. Well, I don't like naps. That's fine. For an hour, sit on the couch, look at TikToks or play little phone games, watch something stupid, stare at the ceiling, but take the pressure off yourself for an hour because this is all you are right now. You are this. The person that needs this hour. Just do it. And she did it. We'll see how she feels. She fell asleep. But for me right now, I'm trying to be a better comic. I'm trying to be a better broadcaster. Uh, I'm trying to put together a syndicated radio show. I'm trying, I'm, I got a part-time job I'm writing. We're ramping up Force Center again. Trying to get back into the gym regularly. I got all these things. But that's not who I am right now. I am a fuck who likes yogurts. And that's all I am right now. And guess what, folks? Sometimes in life, that's all we are. And you can accept that and be better for it. See you next time here on The Blathering.